Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer here. Very happy to be joined by a few folks from Creator Up. Uh, Creator Up is a digital media studio. It's also a learning organization, and they've been doing some really interesting work in light of the, the pandemic this year. And I'm really excited to have them on the show. We have uh, Mike Trinch, who's the, the co-founder. He's also a filmmaker and an educator. Mike, welcome to Trending in Education. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. And as if that, were, that could have been enough, but we decided to bring even more firepower. So we also have Sean Graham from the Creator Up team. Sean has a background in filmmaking, media, diplomacy, and cognitive science. And he's also uh, spanned the globe a little bit for Creator Up. So Sean, welcome. Welcome to Trending in Education. Thank you. Very glad to be here. Obviously, it's been a tumultuous year on a number of different fronts. Uh, we're going to get into that and get into some of the interesting work that Creator Up has been doing really at that intersection point between media and educational content, which is why we wanted to have you on the show. But to begin, I'd love to get each of your origin stories to make a little Comic-Con reference here. We're all heroes in our own tales. So I'd love to hear in each of your own words, what got you to this point in your career and how does that intersect with, with learning in a way that our listeners might be interested? Yeah, thanks, Mike. So I am a filmmaker by trade and went to USC Film School after starting one of the first filmmaking programs in Morocco, taught high school kids how to make movies. And uh, this is back in 2001 when you could fit four gigabytes of uh, RAM or yeah. whatever you call that uh -huh. on a Mac. Exciting nice. time. Nice. Yeah. Slow yeah. render speed. Uh -huh. But really, really moved into this world of media and filmmaking because of my real wants to make an impact in the world mm -hmm. with messages and voices and giving those who do not have a voice, a voice through media, which mm -hmm. is the mission of Creator Up. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And, uh, and how about you, Sean? Yeah, I took a, a backwards route getting into film. I didn't study it in school. I was always a fan of it as a kid. If people ask me what was one of my life goals, it was always to make a movie, even if I had no idea what that was or what was involved in that. But I had to take the proper route and go get a degree and studied cognitive sciences and psychology and ended up in, in Egypt after I graduated right before the revolution broke out. And mm. that was, you know, in 2009, 2010. And it just taught me a lot about the other aspects of diplomacy, cultural diplomacy, the books and music and TV shows that we listen to. Um, sitting down with someone over dinner makes it very hard to hate them in general. And it made me realize if I wanted to help bridge the gap that I think media was a really powerful way to do that. And that's when I ended up making the move back to Hollywood to get into short films and uh, web series and learned on the fly. It was right as digital content started to take the lead as not only the primary avenue of communication for brands and agencies, but also for small businesses and also the, the way where filmmakers could actually get jobs working for agencies or other ad companies and yep. where film schools didn't really have the full curriculum to teach this digital storytelling uh, yep. practices. And there was a couple years after that, that Mike actually, I think, stayed at my house uh, through like a friend B&B &B scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, we met up a few years later when I was in India and that's when, you know, joined with Creator Up and the rest is history over the past 
Yeah, yeah, I love that the global piece is really interesting. Uh, Mike, I'd love to get a little more perspective on what uh, Creator Up, you mentioned the mission, but what are the, what's the product and services? Like, what are you providing folks? Yeah, uh, Creator Up is a one-stop shop for all your video needs. Those could be live stream, those could be short videos, marketing videos, lesson videos, and it's powered by a global network of mm -hmm. certified creative talent. Mm -hmm. So the, the product is really, a, it's a curated marketplace platform. Mm -hmm. So it's a place where anyone can come if you're at a company in bulk order, hundred videos, and we power the production of that content guaranteed quality at a certain price mm -hmm. delivered on a certain date. And that's a really powerful tool for a school or for a company. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's the vision and mission of access is because we are serving verticals that have previously not had access to agencies, production companies, Hollywood talent, you mm -hmm. name it, mm -hmm. right? never been able to find that level of guaranteed quality. What do you do when you need a video? You go to Craigslist, you call a friend, right? Right. We want the answer to be to what do you need? What do you do when you need a video to be creatorup.com? Right, right. Makes sense. And, and you've been around for a little while now too, right? When were you founded? Yes, we've been around for a while. I, I don't like to talk about my age here, but <laughs> we received our, our seed funding last year and okay. we're now a funded company, which is mm -hmm. exciting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah. And a lot of growth and transition really throughout, I imagine, up until getting some funding to really launch the next phase in, in your story. But then 2020 happened, which I'm sure has required all of us to reflect on who we are, what services we provide, and how flexible and resilient we are. And then the need that you described really went through the roof, where what was before something online learning, digital media was something that folks thought, well, I probably should get around to it at some point, but particularly in education, I'll get to it when I get to it. Or if, it, if you did have an online learning program, it wasn't your core program, it was something you were doing on the side. And then the pandemic and the response to the pandemic uh, really hit in early this year. I know you're global, so it may have even hit some aspects of your business in January. But can you describe a little bit for our listeners what it was like navigating uh, some of the complexities of, of this crazy year? Yeah, definitely. I think first and foremost, if we're living in a media-driven culture before COVID, mm -hmm. take that times 10 now. Yeah. And that comes with all sorts of uh, things, right? Good and bad. I like to think as an entrepreneur, that comes with innovation, mm -hmm. right? It's quite clear when things are changing that new things need to be invented. And as an entrepreneur, I was proud of Creator Up for coming together and innovating. Mm -hmm. So we came together and innovated and did an analysis of what does the market need right now? Mm -hmm. And we saw live online was something that was really needed and that's within our capability set. Yeah. So we knew that schools were gonna need to teach. We knew that companies were gonna need to continue to run. We knew that marketers and brands were gonna need to continue to reach audience in this new ecosystem. Yep. So I was really proud to see the way our, our company came together and leaned forward mm -hmm. into the challenge, yeah. right? Because that's what entrepreneurs do the best. Right, right. So for us, I was very sympathetic to the rest of the world as everyone was going through health and, and all, all our families went through this, right? Mm -hmm. Health and wealth and all the things that are creating challenges. 
but our company came together and supported each other yeah, right. and our partners. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I'd love to hear maybe some stories from you and Sean around the types of programs. If we are talking about storytelling, some case studies that sort of uh, demonstrate how you're able to deliver value, how you're able to be uh, sure. you know, mission driven when you're delivering that value. Can you, can, we talked about a few uh, examples. Let's to, start to with my, my favorite. So I'm a biker. I, I love to get on a bicycle. And the last couple of years, my partner and I have done the AIDS life cycle ride mm -hmm. from San Francisco to Los Angeles. It's 545 miles, seven days, a lot of pain, a lot of no sleep. And this year is canceled. So this is the critical funding that goes towards AIDS treatment and all sorts of other important services for people with AIDS and HIV. And $20 million could have been lost because that's what's usually donated by this charity ride. Mm -hmm. So we were able to partner with the team at AIDS Lifecycle to create a virtual program. Seven days. I can't tell you how many shows there were, but the programming was reflective of the entire ride. Mm -hmm. And we brought a team together of creative people, filmmakers who shot stuff before, live online producers who were coordinating things through Zoom and you name it, all the Twitch, all the <laughs> different distribution platforms for yeah. it. And I have never in my life been more proud to be a part of the company that I helped to co-found mm -hmm. because I saw the impact that media was having around the lives of everyone who was participating. Mm -hmm. And I just thought this is such an amazing feeling to be able to help support at times like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just kind of follow up on that too. The way in which you had to deliver was completely changed, right? You were going to need to stream this live. So this is the first time mm -hmm. that we had done this and that they had done this. And I think they had done some filming in the past of things that turned into trailers, but this was a remote group effort of mm. live online producers, AIDS life cycles, volunteers, you name it. And it came together like the community that it is mm -hmm. to create a really successful program. And I mm -hmm. was just, you know, blown away by the, the impact that it had. Yeah. yeah. And then building on, I think Sean was talking about this before, just like the power of live in this day and age to make people feel more connected. We're all very isolated and fractured. Our lives have been fractured in ways we weren't anticipating. Uh, you talked before, Mike, a little bit about how live online really is an emerging capability that there's a lot of interest in. Uh, Sean, I'd love to hear maybe a little bit of your perspective on why live is different and why it's resonating in, in this day and age. Yeah, live streaming has yeah, as opposed to broadcast, ha has been around for a, a, a decent while, but I think it's really over the past maybe five, stretched out to 10 years, that more and more people have had the ability to live stream from mm -hmm. their phones or computers on a regular basis as live's been added to Instagram and Facebook and basically every social platform you have now, Periscope on Twitter, et cetera. LinkedIn so, Live is big these days. Yeah. It, right, and so I think as we have had all these different social platforms that have their pros and cons of bringing us together. Live, I think, is a way that brings you into that community again, even if you're not together, even if you don't see each other's face. From examples like a Live Cycle, where even the, okay, the members who are not in front of camera that are not participating are just sitting at home watching. 
on their phone or their device, but they're still participating. They're part of that 20 million fundraise and the entire community of people that are actually active, engaged, mm-hmm. even if they don't leave their home. So yeah. I think in a way it forces people to come together as we've seen these examples in classrooms with Zoom calls and yeah. uh, the webinars and goods and bads, where there's even been the, the burnout of it, where you know, people yeah. feel they're, they're talking to people so much because they're yeah. on Zoom calls all day long. You Zoom, know? Zoom fatigue, yes. Fatigue, right? It, yeah. And it's, this is all new. This was you know, something the world never experienced before. And I think it's to Mike's point, not only did we see the perfect storm of technology and adoption of these styles of content and these formats, but also with a global pandemic that forced us all to sit inside and have nothing to do, yeah. but work, live, stream, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. People getting new Disney, and this year was crazy from Disney Plus and yeah. you know, HBO Max and every, all the live streaming things changed this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it, it had, keeping all that in context, because we're a weird company where we dip our toes in a little bit of all of that, mm-hmm, <laughs> from the kind of event-based live streaming that Mike was talking about, this community organization, we did a similar thing last year pre-pandemic with Special Olympics World Games Abu Dhabi 2019 mm-hmm. uh, in the, the UAE where we in, did a 360 live stream of that event. And that was the first time they had ever done that. Even the Olympics had done other live streams that were just, they were, you could watch different sports that were live streamed, but for this one, we actually did a new technology where we partnered with Samsung VR to actually do a live broadcast show. So it's like your nightly news, where we could go to these pre-produced documentaries we had made around the world, but you had your newscasters, these kind of local celebrities in the UAE that were able to do live chat at the opening games and during events Mm -hmm. um, and do live interviews in the hallways with the participants and the family members that we had met beforehand a month ago that were now coming to the big events. And that was all being live streamed to global audiences on YouTube. Wasn't possible physically from a technological standpoint, say a year ago, or I think from a, a consumer standpoint, and I think that is all aligning now, both from bringing communities together through events, creating educational experiences that are you know, really valuable for students as well as staff members and organizations. And it's all blending now in yeah. terms of strategy. So I think that's something we're tackling with every day and what keeps the job interesting. Yeah, we talked briefly about uh, Zoom fatigue. There's a wide range of experiences that are being produced right now that are being treated as equivalent that the year of the webinar the year of the live stream the year of the the zoom backdrop but not everything is the same so i'd love to hear maybe some perspective from each of you on what makes an experience compelling how do you make a difference in the the partnerships that you forge and uh what really makes a differentiated digital experience in this day and age. Maybe begin with you, Mike. Yeah, sure. First of all, I think starting with quality, the bar is high higher than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. And whether you're a student going to school or you are trying to learn something for work, people expect to be engaged. And so whether that be through graphics or animation or through just frankly, a good script mm-hmm. or some stronger performance because it's been actually coordinated and organized. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the era of YouTube kind of changing our attention spans 
you can look at the era of COVID as changing our engagement spans. Mm. So we are, I think, much more critical of where we spend our time, especially in an online setting. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's, the onus is on, on, on the producers of the mm -hmm. content. And who is that? That's the client. That's the school. That's the company, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So I think what Creator Up does and brings to the table that changes that, mm -hmm. we bring a broad range of capabilities because of our talent pool. Mm -hmm. We have creatives from all ranges who can do the animation, who can do the green screen, who can do the live stream, right? Mm -hmm. That's a Swiss army knife. Yeah. And you want a Swiss army knife when you're going into the woods, which is where we are. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. You had me with the, the Swiss army knife in the woods. Good job by you. Uh, Sean, you want to follow that? Uh, <laughs> Got to keep the bears away with something. But um, yeah, I think the challenge is where you have a lot of these people new to video that are experts in their field or their industry or their business or their product or their service, they're not necessarily great storytellers. Yeah. You can have an amazing lecturer who can wow an entire classroom and keep them in awe, but you put them in front of a camera for 45 minutes and people are falling asleep. Yeah. And we have to train the trainers, right? Where we train our presenters that would normally be in-person instructors how to present in an online format, how to keep up the energy and enthusiasm yeah. and speak loudly and clearly. Yeah. And use your, use, and use your hands, gesticulate. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's lighting. It's, you know, making sure that you're, you don't have a, a window behind you. You know, yeah. it's sometimes those simple things, but it can come down to just rethinking how do we turn a four hour, six hour, you know, eight hour in-person experience and redesign those activities or those team exercises or team building subtle like things that you build into the to the face to face experience into an online platform yeah. and we've seen platforms like zoom and blue jeans really change google hangouts they've all made either mm -hmm. drastic changes to the interactivity tools that you have on there being able to see more faces on the screen yep or just offering these services in a more structured way so that parents, teachers, and the educators of all sites know how to use these tools because yeah. it's, it's necessary nowadays. It's no longer an option. I just want to interrupt Sean and agree with him because I completely agree that the mission vision of the organization isn't just to, to provide the as a service, yes, but also to educate around what does it mean to make media? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to understand what that even means visual right. language yep so important so mm -hmm. important to the future of yeah. Yeah. everything in my opinion yeah yeah well, i wanted to get there next actually so i'm glad you jumped in mike because you're not just a media company you're also focused on education you're focused on helping people learn things uh in a couple of different dimensions and the name of this uh, podcast is trending in education so mike maybe just beginning with you can you talk a little bit about how you're not just about media, how you're also about education? Yeah, 100%. We teach the next generation of creative professionals who are going to be partnering with some of these companies to provide their content. So we're blowing out what used to be this little tiny door at three or four film schools mm -hmm. and making it globally accessible, the same level of those skills and education. Mm -hmm. Why is that exciting? It's exciting, not just because it's for the creatives of the world who are going to do this as their job, yeah. which is what Creator Up is all about. Mm -hmm. But because we're a mission-driven impact organization, 
we're also about teaching the teachers, yeah. teaching the parents, teaching mm -hmm. the students. Mm -hmm. I say this all the time. My mom makes me, she laughs at me because I say it all the time. Video is the 21st century pen. Mm -hmm. It is how we can communicate our ideas to other people now. And that's mm -hmm. because of computers and phones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the related point is that the people who traditionally have been tasked with teaching and educating frequently are not skilled in terms of visual storytelling. They don't necessarily have a lot of support. Like they may not have enough school supplies to, to teach their class, let alone think about adopting a new technology, thinking about how much scripting they can do. In some ways, just having the support of a professional on the other side mm -hmm. who will help with the technical piece, but also help with the, 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 the preparation and the storytelling, and in some ways push the educator to be their best self in terms totally. of what they, to learn, yeah. uh, what, what they can deliver to learners. I just, I've been a teacher and I want to say I'm super pragmatic, right? Teachers have no time. Like they just want to get through the day and get through their program, their plan. There's not time to learn this stuff. Yeah. But we're not living at a time where you can't anymore, mm -hmm. unfortunately. This yeah. is like professional development crash course, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I got to get my canvas up. And I've been talking to my teacher friends yeah. and they got like yeah. eight new technologies they just learned in the last three days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the kids are figuring out too. So what is encouraging to me, Mike, is that when I went to South by Southwest EDU four years ago mm -hmm. and we taught a mobile phone video storytelling workshop mm -hmm. and who was raising their hand in that workshop of all the teachers who were excited about this, it was the elementary school teachers mm. Mm. because their kids were doing it and their kids were getting it. And yeah. this is why this is important. Mm -hmm. It's that next generation, the one yeah. that you can't even see that's <laughs> going to be the ones that are whizzing through this. Yeah. Sean, any thoughts? We rarely get situations like this year where online education, distance learning, rethinking live streaming, better hygiene practices, all of these are some of the positive externalities of this year, I would mm -hmm, say. Mm -hmm. And I think forcing educators and everyone to get more familiar with how to be presentable and how to create more video mm -hmm. um, is rare, right? It's like the whole world had to just take a quick session on yeah. the Zoom webinar hosting this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mandated globally. Getting teachers, like Mike was saying, on board is one of the most important metrics when it comes to any type of ed tech success, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's the teacher on a, adoption. And if the teachers see it as a tool rather than as, an, uh, as a competitor, as a nuisance, then it becomes extremely valuable. It gets translated to the kids, et cetera. So I think we have to keep them in mind when it comes to educational content is mm -hmm. how do we make this as easy as possible for the teachers? Yeah. yeah, I saw some of your resources are available for free, which is another component I think for, for educators or for folks who are listening. I wanna make sure that they, they at least understood that there's this organization out there that, that wants to level up everybody's ability to, to do this stuff. Ideally, if you're more senior in an organization and you're looking for help or you're in a small business and you want help on the video side, that's more of a commercial engagement with Creator Up, but also just for educators. Any recommendations for them? Where do they go? What kind of stuff is available on your website or, or any resources you could recommend? Maybe, Mike, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would start small and simple. 
-hmm. I would spend just the same way that you spend time practicing your times tables or your cursive or whatever. Right. I would spend three or four weeks trying to make some videos. Yeah. I just would. Your phone. Right. Um, Get on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Get on Instagram. Right. Start making some videos. I think that's really my film school advice is Mm -hmm. I could point you to a resource or a tool, but really the answer is in front of you. Yeah. And the answer is make something. Yeah. 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 Just just do it. Yeah. If folks wanted to learn more about Creator Up, where should they go? Creatorup.com and uh, happy to provide any sort of guidance or resources for people who visit us there from this podcast. So if mm-hmm. you want to reference this podcast, Creator Up, Training and Education, whatever it might be, yeah. uh, let us know and we can set up a time to chat with one of our producers and give you some advice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I can't let you go without, we always love to ask our guests what's capturing their imagination in terms of new and emerging trends. And uh, with the two of you as folks who are plugged in on the media side, are traveling the world, are engaging with a bunch of different customers, and are just uh, happening cats in the 21st century, would love to get both of your perspectives on something we haven't talked about so far that's emerging that, that you think is really interesting and you think our listeners should pay attention to. Yeah, I'll be happy to. I think you're going to start to see completely new mediums and formats really quickly. And those mediums and formats are going to be lower cost, faster, more dynamic, which are going to change the aesthetics of like how we experience media and content. Mm. One of them that I've noticed out there is called mm-hmm. And that's M-M-H-M-M. And mm-hmm mm-hmm. allows you to dynamically edit in a simple way the size of something in your frame. Mm. And so you can go zooming in, you can go smaller, bigger. And I think that perspective, that DIY tool Mm. is really cool, Mm. right? It's okay, it's PowerPoint, but it's moving and it's fun and I'm in it, you know? And so I think look for mm -hmm Mm -hmm. and a few other software tools out there like that, that kind of move the ball forward to make media more accessible for everyone to create. Awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. And I think just generally the democratization of media production and the prosumer version of media production is a really interesting trend as well. Like not just media production, also development. Everything's being designed in a way that it's becoming more accessible for folks who are ready to roll up their sleeves and try to make some things, which I still think that point you were making before, even if they're rough around the edges when you first do it with practice, people get better. And you know, you also get, it's like going to your own game tape. You get to see what you just produced. It'll make you better the second time you, d- you go around. So I really think there's a lot to draw from there. Sean, any other things capturing your attention these days, things you want our listeners to be on the lookout for? Um, yeah, I think one of the, the biggest trends that'll be a game changer in education in, in the distributed space is gonna be blockchain-based accreditation. Mm-hmm. Because right now we're struggling with brick and mortar institutions that don't know how to certify or authorize information about someone, even just as something as simple as your university transcript or diploma. Mm -hmm. And it's such a backwards process that requires lots of paperwork and mail and in-person things Mm -hmm. that right now it's just hard to verify that. But if we could create, as more and more people are offering certification programs, as more and more small micro-credentialing and other Mm -hmm. courses will become more and more important both for school as well as for work, I think having that online non-brick, that digital accreditation systems in place will be what will allow 
education to have more credibility in the online space. Yeah. And I think that's what's lacking. It's not so much the quality, I think it's a credibility thing. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of the trend around the digital health records, yeah. the digital learning yeah. record, and how is that federated and how is it stackable yeah. and break it down into its constituent parts. And then, because increasingly, I think folks are going to be able to get the equivalent of what they could have only gotten in traditional formal higher education yeah. through tools like Coursera and Udacity yeah. and LinkedIn Learning, et cetera. And I know that's something yeah. uh, that, that y'all have, have, a, have a, a, a real depth of experience there. We're really coming up on time here. Any, any final thoughts, any parting pearls of wisdom before we go our merry way? It's been fantastic having both you on and really appreciate you taking the time. But any final thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I would just try to keep it simple. I think there's a lot of complexity in the world right now and a lot of ambiguity and confusion. So when thinking about what you're going to make, don't change your message. Don't change your story. Mm -hmm. Just say it differently mm -hmm. and say it with video. Yeah. Awesome. I think we'll leave it there. That was, a, that was a nice way to end it. Mike Tringe, co-founder of Creator Up, and Sean Graham, a, a brilliant contributor to that uh, venture. It's been wonderful having both of you on Trending in Education. Thanks uh, to our listeners, as always, for listening. If you like what you're hearing, let us know. Let a friend know. Share it. Love it. Enjoy it. And we'll be back again soon on Trending in Education. Thank you.